Devil's Drive and Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House Episode 10 I'm your host Dan and this is a minute by minute podcast covering spookies and ghost house I believe 85 and 88 are the years I think or 86 and 88 doesn't matter maybe it does it does yeah 85 and 88 yeah let's say that anyway uh, we are um, we're doing spookies first then we're doing ghost house and we're having a good time and I'm going to start here with spookies we get that weird gang of, of two two cars full of people and they are uh driving out in the middle of nowhere and we don't know jeez i forget the main guy's name now but the, the main kind of a, hey what are you doing guy it's like what do you know where we're going and that and they're all a little worried that they're lost in the middle of nowhere and a big branch fell in front of them and this one guy has his puppet called mook and um yeah let's see they're they're, they're gonna drive around they're gonna talk some more it's gonna be great listen to this So yeah, as with before, you wonder why these people are together, Duke and Peter. Like I said, Duke is, I don't know, late 20s, and hey, 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 kind of guy, and Peter is 40s, smoking a cigarette to say, that, where are we going, hmm? Peter, ignore him. And then Duke almost runs over uh, Peter's feet, apparently. And I like the moment when Peter, he's got a cigarette, and he's very angry. He throws the cigarette in the ground. And I don't know if you can see it on the on the old VHS, but on the Blu-ray, you can see when it hits the ground, it lets out like a little spark. Like, it lights up for a second. So, ooh, that's cool. And then we see the cat man, or whatever the heck that is, purring away. And then we follow Billy into the house. Now... The minute ends, yeah, with Billy opening the door and stepping in, saying hello. That's a great house. I mean, it's sort of, um, not White house as, but it's sort of a smaller White House. Kind of with these huge, um, four huge columns on the porch. And uh, just this huge space. Now, obviously kind of run down. It's got the cemetery in front of it. Leaves all around, which doesn't mean much. It's been a windy night. Uh, branches blowing down, or not. And so, you know, I... I I applaud Billy for having the uh, guts to go into there. I'd be worried not of spooks or ghosts or monsters, but um, people who maybe weren't well um, hanging out in certain spaces of that house and um, coming to attack him. He's just a kid. Well, he's 13, he said, but he's he's going in there to check it out and just see, uh, see what it's like. The honest moment is probably this little Jawa-like character um, kind of prancing through the graveyard. That's a ding, 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 ding kind of music. And uh, I don't know if that's meant to be like a, the demonic version of Billy or maybe it's like Phantasm and that's a little shrunk down Billy. I, I don't know. Well, Billy's not that tall to begin with. But um, so, I mean, when we think about it, yeah, the, the gang and the two cars are heading to where Billy is. 
and Billy's ahead of them. We don't know exactly where they are in relation to Billy or the house, but Billy is going in the house. And I I feel they can't be good for Billy, if I can be honest. Um, let's see, what else about this minute? We've already discussed how weird the two groups are. We, we barely sort of see them here. Um, because they just drive away in the first few seconds. And then we see the Catman, then we see Billy, and then that little Jawa or whatever. And then Billy some more. So, I am... Um, I wonder how far Billy is from home at this point. You know, whether he, he's been here before. Maybe he's seen this house before and never went in. Um, it doesn't quite seem like he did, he isn't acting that way. He's acting like this is all new to him. So I'm wondering how far away he is from home. And, um... And I think I get sort of the feeling too that uh, yeah, Billy um, maybe never expected it to go this long, never expected to be away for this long. Um, you know, if they forgot his birthday, how they forget you? How they forget his birthday? How do you forget your thirteen-year-old kid's birthday? That does that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, unless you're you're terrible, terrible parents, then I can understand. But it's. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 we're going to see what happens to Billy here. I hope Billy's going to be okay, but, I mean, he's walking right in the lion's den there, and I, I can't, I can't imagine that it's going to be great doing that. So, I, I guess we'll wrap this one up here. Some great synths, some creepiness with Billy. Um, apparently the gang will be there sometime soon. And as I said in the previous minute, the stuff with the Catman, the shot with the little Jawa thing running through the, the woods there, and the stuff with Billy, and presumably all the music, was the stuff that was shot after the two original directors got fired. The stuff with the people on the road is their stuff. So... You can you can pick and choose which you like better. The stuff with the, the two people in the cars is fun, but the stuff with Billy and the Catman and the Jawa guy thing is uh, it has a creepiness to it that I like. So, um, and as I mentioned too, yeah, the um, they I I don't know. I feel like they kind of go together. I mean, does it make much sense? I don't know, but I, I like the thought of I like the thought of you know in in a lot of horror movies you have the opening sequence where. You know the character. I know the first character is killed or something like a like a he knows you're alone. Well, he knows you're alone doesn't quite work because it has the 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 film the the film sequence. But um, it kind of kind of think of it the um, the way he knows you're alone. I say it's just because it came out in Blu-ray and looks really great. But you know it's it's the two women watching the movie, and then one of them gets scared and goes to the uh, the restroom, and she thinks she hears something, and then she goes back to her. Um, seat, guy sits down behind her, and when they all scream during a big scare, he stabs her and kills her. And then they find, you know, her friend is like, "Oh my God, she's dead." And they call the cops and they talk to him and they some other questions. And then when when that whole sequence is done, we go to Caitlin Lohaney's character, whose name I forget her character's name. Forgive me. And sort of pick up the rest. Of, the rest of the movie goes from there. I like the fact that Spookies and the, the two original directors will probably kick me in the crotch for this, but I like the fact that Spookies takes Billy to me is is not going to be the main character of the movie. The main characters are those chooches in the cars, so Billy is the opening vignette, but it's been spread out over the opening scenes where we're meeting the main characters. And I kind of like that. I mean, it's probably because they you know they didn't shoot 
you know, every sort of linking bit of material. They, they didn't shoot like a proper like 10 or 15 minute opening with Billy. They just shot certain scenes and certain shots and they integrated in with the, them in with what they had. And I, I kind of like the fact that Billy is, it really feels like um, the, uh, yeah, the opening vignette character who's going to possibly end up in a bad way and then we meet the main characters and get the main story but the, the fun thing here is yeah that we're getting the two happening sort of at the same time and i and i like that and um and and once you know that of course billy and the Catman and and the the creepy old guy and the little jawa thing and the, the the young woman in the coffin that they're separate from the gangs the two people the, the two groups of cars then you know he's not going to meet them and so you wonder, hmm, how is this going to go? And I, I like, I do like that bit of structuring. I know people put it down for being sort of, what the hell is going on? And yeah, there's a bit of, I mean, this was, um, this was that time period. I think they may say this in the documentary on, on the vinegar syndrome, this, but this is that time period where, like in the second half of the 80s, with like Nightmare on Elm Street and Beyond, you didn't have to, your films didn't have to make sense. You can come up with more and more ridiculous supernatural scenes and crazier things going on, and people just went with it. It was fun. They they had a good time, you know. And so so to me, watching Spookies in the late eighties, which it was just fun. It was just another movie like this. It was a haunted house film. There was a little kid, which seemed strange because normally that doesn't happen. And 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 we just all these other things running around. And that's the thing is like the movie is filled with monsters, and we obviously have had this little thing in the woods and java thing and the camp man but we haven't really had like hit the actual monster monsters yet we're not actually in the meat of the film yet but there's still some fun stuff going on so i'm going to stop talking about spookies right here we're going to go on to ghost house the previous minute i think um the guy and the gal had done a little hoo-hoo into bed and um i think the guy was talking about he wanted to see the lakers game or he had to call someone after lakers game and um and he begins to mention that strange, that strange thing that happened when he was on his ham radio or CB radio the other night. And uh, listen to this. Caught's never happened before. I mean, all the circuits just went haywire. And then all of a sudden, I heard this voice calling for help. And then a terrible scream. I mean, a really terrible scream. What was it? I don't know. But whoever it was, he sounded really scared to death. I'm starving. I'm going to get some chili. Get me some too, will you? Okay. Extra jalapenos. Damn, I'm supposed to call K7ET. K1UR calling K7ET. You got a copy? Come on back. I feel like I have said this uh, maybe on a previous um, podcast or maybe something when I wrote about BJ and the Bear for my um, my uh, my website, some Polish American Guy reviews things. But uh, my my only sort of experience with sort of CB radio or ham radio was when my friend Mark Kawadi, who lived next door to me, um, uh, from. Uh, for as long for for as little as I can remember myself being until around ten, um, and he got he, he got a, a ham radio, uh, or CB radio, some variety. This would have been eighty eighty one, 
or so and uh, we were two dumb kids and we just sat there with like a we had like a CB dictionary or CB handbook actually I still have a co- I don't have a copy of that but I bought a copy of it at a used bookstore the other day a super fun like CB dictionary from like 1979 or 1980 which even includes in the back how you register you can register you know your CB radio and everything it has like a little form in it you can tear the page out and mail it in it's pretty great um, you know it's a fun thing to do if you if you come across something like that and or like a book or an old comic book or something like that or like a um, like a, a magazine uh, advertisement um, from you know the 70s or 80s or something other and it has a phone number call the phone number and and request something or or send the um send the um you know send a little little um uh, mail in thing to whatever i did that i did that um uh, about seven or eight months ago, October, April, May, June, nine months ago, I um I was resorting my Doctor Who DVDs, and when they first came out, the first few years they came out, each one had a little postcard that you could send to Warner Brothers, and you you would fill it out, and um you know and, and such, and it was no no postage necessary, and so one day I um. I, and this probably tied up the post office at a time when I shouldn't have been doing that. When when Trump and his cronies were trying to tear tear the post uh, postal system in in two, um, so people couldn't vote. But I remember just for fun, I sent in like forty of those. Just just one day, I passed a mailbox and I had them in my backpack and I dropped them all in the in the, uh, in, the in the mailbox. And I haven't heard anything back from Warner Brothers. Um, I was hoping they'd send me, you know, some sort of something, but. Um, they haven't, which is too bad. Anyway, yeah. So this guy's fiddling around with the CB radio at the end and taking it up to what does he say? Um, let's take it, take it to a seventeen ninety megahertz. I think it was it. Wait a minute. Let's try seventeen ninety megahertz. I like the way he says it because he says it as if he's teaching a class. He doesn't say, "Huh, let me try seventeen ninety megahertz." He says, "Let's try seventeen ninety megahertz," as if he was teaching everyone how the ham radio works. And I love the little wood carved um, uh, his his call letters the on top of the on the main radio thing. There's like the, the the wood carvings of his call letters, and I can't help thinking that since his girlfriend is Dutch. Maybe she did that. I don't know, you know? And she brought along some, some wooden shoes for him, too. I don't know. But but I'd like to think, maybe that's carved out of some of her old wooden shoes. Like, is it is it something like, you know, the families will keep, you know, the booties? Um, you know, little little baby's first booties? Is this like, you know, if you're Dutch, do they keep your first pair of wooden shoes? Or am I thinking of the wrong people altogether? I apologize. Anyone's out there who she loves chili though. She gets right up and, and goes out and gets some chili after they have their conversation about him hearing the man screaming horribly like he was being killed. I'm gonna have some chili, extra jalapenos, and um, she does have a look on her face when she um, when he says, "Oh, give me some too." She does have a look on her face like, "F you," just for, just for a second. I don't know if that's the the um. Because because I've said there's in in the movie Witchery, which is La Casa Four, the lead actress, well one of the lead actresses, the one who's with David Hasselhoff, she has a foreign accent throughout, and she doesn't seem to understand what she's saying half the time. In fact, she has the I've said this before, she has the last line in the movie, and when she has to sort of emote on it, she like gets the the she gets it all wrong. Um, here I like I said, I do feel like this woman knows English, 
and um, knows what she's saying. But that look she gives him is sort of is it's just to me is a bit of a weird look. So yeah, so he he says yeah the other day on on the ham radio he heard screaming and I think we know what man that was he heard screaming, Mr. Walter Caning. No Koenig, no um, how about Mr. Victor Buono. No, I'm kidding. I, I think it, you know, it was the dad being killed by whatever the heck that was in the house that his daughter Henrietta was controlling. Or maybe it was a giant Henrietta. You know, what's funny is that I, I just thought for a second that there's a little girl Henrietta and then this giant person comes in and kills um, uh, the, the parents. It reminded me for a split second, I won't go overboard, of the uh, prior brothers film, Sledgehammer. Sla- shot a video film and Intervision Video put it out. Joe and myself from Bleeding Skull did the commentary on it. They showed it on Joe Bob's The Last Drive-In the other day. Unfortunately, they, they, did, they did a night of that and Things. Things is not a favorite of mine, but when I'm in the mood for Things... All you can watch in that mood is things. But Sledgehammer, I adore. Um, I, I wouldn't have done the commentary from it if I, if, for it if I didn't love the movie. Um, but it was, it was kind of too bad that they promoted the evening as, these films are shit. If you can get through them, we'll give you some sort of certificate or prize. And um, rather than, hey, we got two really weird-ass films to show you. What do you think? Because... I found, even with something like Ghost House, maybe it's it's the way you pitch the film. Like when, when we did our Bleeding Skull tours and we showed Black Devil Doll from Hell, Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, um, what else did we show? Uh, Boarding House on 35mm, Dr. Bloodbath, Ogroff, Night to Dismember. And we also showed Don't, Don't Panic Another Time. Whenever we showed them, we never ever said, these films stink. We said, these films are weird. You're going to see some stuff like you've never quite seen before. Some very strange things are going to happen in front of your eyes. Keep in mind these are very low budget. These are whatever, whatever, whatever. But we never said, these films are shit. Try to get through them. And I think I think there's something about that attitude. I mean, that's sort of not quite the MST attitude, but that's more or less the MST attitude. And, you know, like like they would do that with Ghost House too. you know, um, or Ghost House. I guess Ghost House 2 would be witchery, right? If if La Casa, this is La Casa 3 and that's La Casa 4. But it kind of reminded me of the sledgehammer thing where sometimes it's a, it's a little boy and sometimes it's this giant guy with a sledgehammer. Uh, I can't imagine not enjoying a viewing of sledgehammer. Um, but uh, I can imagine, I don't think they should have, uh, honestly, I'm glad they showed it, but I don't know, showing a mainstream horror audience sledgehammer and things things is actually i think more science fiction than than horror um but but showing a mainstream audience those two movies seems like a slight mistake to me because for every like three people who are like this is absolute garbage why are you wasting my time there will be one person who's like what the heck what was that and try to find out more about it but the majority of the people more than the majority of the people are going to be like this is shite this is absolute garbage. And so it was fun that they showed it, but um, like I said, they shouldn't. You don't preface it with "this is shit." Try to get through it. You preface it with "these are weird as hell." You, I think you think you're gonna get a kick out of this. Well, you know, you don't have to say that either. We used to just, you know, just say, you know, we we really love these and they're really weird. So watch and enjoy. And I mean, we got a whole crowd of people at Chicago in Chicago to watch in the middle of a blustery, wintry day in mid-January 2014 to watch Tales from the Quad Dead Zone. 
and no one that we talked to afterwards came up to us and said, boy, that was an absolute piece of shit, the worst thing I've ever seen. People are like, that was so weird. What was that? And it's, it's all the way you frame it when you show people. And it's too bad that most people now have been introduced to a, the world of SOV and, and with a very entertaining and a very historical SOV film with, hey, look at this piece of crap. Try to finish it. Oh, well. I didn't say much about Ghost House on this because just, I'm just in a bit of a rambling mood and there's not much going on. So he heard, apparently he heard, he picked up on the sonic waves there the dad dying and then there's some chili and then he's trying to contact his friends. So that's about it. So let me, uh, let me, let me wrap that up uh, episode up right here. Spooky Minutes Spent at Ghost House, episode 10. Thank you everyone for listening. I'm Dan, your host. And next time we will be back with, um, uh, well, we'll find out what Billy finds in the house and we will find out what uh, this um, chucklehead finds at 1790 megahertz or wherever he went listen to this